Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Good morning and welcome to episode two of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today we are joined by Nick and Joelle Lynch, owners of the Tree Army, a Riverdale-based company here in um, the Bronx. The Tree Army was founded on the premise of helping fellow veterans reintegrate into the community by giving them a purpose, a feeling of self-worth and a mission. The legend that we call Master Chains found too many of his soldiers and brethren were struggling to find employment, housing, and losing the battle to unseen wounds such as TBI and PTSD. Today, the Tree Army Company is a full-service tree company serving all the boroughs of New York City, Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, and Orange Counties. The Tree Army, they pride themselves on customer satisfaction, fair prices, and tree work done with the health and safety of your trees in mind. They work closely with government agency, the New York City Parks Department, the Botanical Garden, and many others to ensure that their equipment and techniques are the best of the best. Tree Army employs veterans and military dependents, donates all hardwood to veterans to heat their homes, donates mulch to local New York City community gardens, and volunteers its services and vehicles and natural disaster zones around the country. Welcome, guys, and good morning. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Thank you. So I'm really, really, I really admire you guys. I don't know if everyone knows this about me. I am the daughter of a disabled veteran. My dad, Bruce, uh, served his time in the Marine Corps. So this episode is is very, very important and very special to me uh, personally. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, my first question to you guys is, what made you start Tree Army? Like, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got started. I started Tree Army as a hobby about 2015. And uh, it started basically because my dad was dealing with a home project. I went up I started helping him out with a couple projects, and uh, he came to me, he said, I've got a tree that needs to come down. And uh, I said, okay, all right, let me climb the tree, and I did. We cut the tree down, and uh, as we're piecing it out, a neighbor comes by, and he uh, says to me, how much to cut that tree, pointing over it in another yard at his house? And I said, ah, let's go for $500, not thinking that he would, uh, um, you know, bite at it. He said, okay, let me go get my checkbook. I spent the rest of the day cleaning up my dad's tree, you know, piecing it out and cutting it up and getting it ready for, for, uh, disposal. And the guy comes back and he goes, okay, I'm ready. So I went over and I spent the next day cutting down that tree. And at the end of the day, he goes, okay, who do I make the checkout to? And I go, uh, and I, didn't have a name, didn't have anything. And I looked down and I said, uh, tree. And because I was in the army at the time, I said, army. And he goes, okay, no problem. So I got a check for $500 made out to a company that wasn't established. (laughs) 
And I was like, oh, this is great. How do I cash this? How, <laughs> how do I deal with this? And as I'm cutting the tree up, the next next door neighbor comes over and says, would you believe that they were going to charge me $20,000 to cut that row of trees down? And $20,000 to me was a lot of money. And it still is a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, I'm saying, oh, where's this house we're going? And I said, but wait, <laughs> I could do it for $17,000. And just like that, she goes, okay, let me go get my checkbook. And I wow. go, okay. So I got a check for $17,000 and a check for $500. And I have one chainsaw. So I came home after that weekend and I said to Joelle, I said, Joelle, I'm flying out to Michigan and I'm going to buy a tree truck. And she said, and I know I'm not allowed to curse. She, no, you're not allowed to curse. That's what I'm nervous she, about. <laughs> she says to me, she goes, what the, are you going to do with a tree truck? And I was like, I started a tree business today. And she goes, what do you know about trees? Like, let alone cutting them down or dealing with it. And I go, look, I was trained a lot with trees in the army. I said, it's just a natural thing for me. She's like, you're crazy. And I was like, no, I'm not crazy. But I got on a, I got on a plane, I flew out to Michigan, and I purchased a 60-foot reach bucket truck. And I drove it back from Michigan on a one-eyed flight or a red-eye flight back from Michigan, and I drove up to that job, but I needed help. So I hired one of my buddies to come up and we spent the week cutting down trees. And he was in the military too. He was in the army with me. And we spent the week cutting trees down. And at the end of the, at the, end of the week, I had exactly zero dollars in my bank account because I paid him and I bought a truck. But you know what I had is I had a truck. I had a chainsaw. And I had the beginning of this weird company called Tree Army. What year was this? This is 2015. Okay. And uh, that is such a cool. I love that. That is such a. I, I got to learn how to cut trees myself now. <laughs> Almost immediately, we we got picked up for Hurricane Maria in 2017, and I put that particular truck on a barge down to Puerto Rico, and we spent the better part of a year down there helping wow. out. Wow, Hurricane Maria. Yeah, on our dime, and it was just awesome. That is. Amazing. Um, so you guys met in the service? No. No, she you grew didn't. up across the street. You're both veterans. I just yeah. want people to know that. Yes. yes. Yeah. We we met. Uh, I came home from work one day, and I knew her best friend, and we got her introduced outside of Spite and Dival, uh Library. And uh, by the time Joelle enlisted, we had two kids already. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So she she left. She was like, I need a break away from these children. <laughs> So let me join the military. So, yeah. So she left me. She left me. Did she want a break months. from the children or from you? I'm going to go with the all over yes. That's really, really extreme. But thank you so much for we your were, service. We were living in the White Hall, living it up. Riverdale roots run deep. Yes. Oh my goodness. We grew up in Riverdale. We met in Riverdale. We raised our kids in Riverdale. Our businesses in Riverdale. Yeah, and you and you help Riverdale and you give back to Riverdale, which is the most important thing that I admire about Tree Army. So just tell us a little bit, Tree Army 2023, what services do you provide? So we are a full service tree company. So we do everything from tree planting 
do tree pruning, to feeding trees, to treating trees for pests and disease, um, to tree removal, uh, stump grinding. Um, we do uh, yard cleanup. We do um, just about everything related to trees. Health and maintenance. Uh, anything that if you have a sick tree, you want to keep the tree. We're not just about taking trees down. We like to deal a lot with uh, the health and maintenance of trees also. So that's a huge clientele market for us are people who have uh, ornamental trees or trees that are over the house and need proper pruning rather than just a hack job. We spend a lot of our, our time up there doing it properly according to the standards. A lot of the time our clients are calling us because they're having issues with their homeowner's insurance or um, they're concerned about pests or their gutters or things that are too close to the home, uh, but want to make sure that their trees are healthy. And when you bring in somebody who doesn't know about proper pruning techniques or the health of trees and, and maintaining them, it is an entire science. It really, really is. Um, so we deal with that directly with making sure that both the property is maintained and the health and safety of the family is maintained, but also that the health of the tree is maintained. And what would you say is the challenge that you face, like the biggest challenge with the company right now as we stand? Oh, oh where do we begin? <laughs> Why is this the answer for everybody? There's so many, where do we begin? So if I could field this just one thing, um, customers have an idea that a job should cost something, and you're right. A job should cost in the ballpark of, but excuse me, when it comes to tree work, you can pay for what you get. You can go pick up a person that knows nothing about your tree, have them cut it down and land on your house. And while the person said that was $500, anybody in the trade that knows about the profession knows that without the proper time management without the proper equipment without the proper disposal fees without the improper very important part insurances yes. if the tree lands on your house god forbid if they do it wrong or we do it wrong and it lands on your house anybody can cut a tree down it's an art form to keep it from killing somebody or landing on a home and doing property damage so when we talk about the pricing to a customer and they hear the numbers that we talk about that's a very, very deep breath for a lot of people. But the thing is, is we do it properly. Anybody, so that's a big struggle is explaining why we're, I wouldn't say so expensive, but it is a very expensive trade to get into. It is very expensive to have the right gear. Normally we have over a half a million dollars of equipment on any particular job wow. site. And, and over a million in insurance. Millions. Some of our jobs we have to take out, so our bigger brownstones and things like that, we have to take out supplemental insurances that cover us in the ballparks of tens, and some of the bigger construction jobs, $20 million. Wow. That's, that's insane. You don't think, like, I don't think about this because I'm not in the business, so it's nice for us to, um, to learn about, you know, the challenges that you face and why, you know, you get what you pay for in these instances. Absolutely, and tree work and logging is one of the it is the most dangerous profession in the world it is absolutely number one on every single list of the most dangerous profession in the world um it is more so than the military yes the military is very good at redundancy 
they have a trade doctrine that continuously talks about what you can do better over and over. The issue with tree work is that it every tree is different every time that you come up to it. A slight lean on the on the tree, a difference of degrees, the wind can change the cut on how you do it. You can be cutting towards the wind at one moment and then all of a sudden the wind goes the exact opposite. The humidity. Humidity anything. changes the, the calibration of the saws. Is there like a busy season for trees falling? And- yes, it's between January and January. <laughs> <laughs> January, it okay. Changes because I mean like now we have- 36 hours a day, eight days a week is our busy season. It wow. never right. stops. January. It changes from like snow and ice to now where it's like Blooming wind, seasons bloom and, yeah. season where the leaves are very heavy and limbs are falling from storms. So it's like very different types of tree work. So I, I just want to ask because you guys have five children, yeah. right? Yeah, we do. Five and a dog, right? Reptar? Three dogs. Three dogs. How do you make time... Um, for everything, like your professional life, your personal life. I mean, it has to, you have to have a system, right? Yes, that system is we fight a lot. Okay. <laughs> so that's the tip for <laughs> success. <laughs> we manage by crisis. Okay. Yes, I, that's definitely true. I think we, we've definitely adopted a dealing with whatever's on fire at the moment and then the sharks closest to the boat type of strategy. Right. Um, but a lot of it is routine and delegation. That I think the real boss of the house, sorry, Nick, is Riley, your yes. youngest. How oh, old is she? A seven. Yeah, she's definitely the boss of 100%. Tree Army and you guys. She is... A hundred percent. She comes she to is the a boss lady. and she beats everybody up. Yes. And a lot of corporal punishment at the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and your yard is uh, right next to Stop and Shop, correct? It is. Stop and Shop is in our yard, yes. Oh, they're in your yard. It's on 234th? <laughs> it is. So it's- you'll see as you come down that one-way street from Bailey to Broadway, um, right across from like Staples. Yep, yep. We're is right Tree in- Army where the fence is and you see the Tree Army sign and Stop and Shop is kind of in their, you know, in their space, but well, I guess we'll have to leave no, it there. We, People we have love, to eat. Yeah, we love everybody at Stop and Shop. It's, you know, like. We love them. They're great. Yeah. They're supportive. I know. I see like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a great, it's, and I love the, like the decor. You got like a sign now there and I see the trucks more often now that they have, their whole fleet is like camouflage. That means that the camo is not working. If you're seeing, I'm seeing them everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So what other Riverdale businesses do you guys support? Like where does Nick and Joel go to have a bite or just who do you want to shout out? Um, Definitely the Blackstone. Uh, Steve at the Blackstone has always uh, been a major supporter of every function that Tree Army does. We'd also like to sh- uh, shout out the Bronx Burger House. There's somebody very special to us that has always supported us. There. Who could and that maybe, be? I'd have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other places that we like to go are definitely Yucca up on Riverdale. And uh, my personal favorite is uh, the Bronx uh, Burger, uh, excuse me, the, the Bronx Steakhouse. The Home Bronx Steakhouse yeah, on, Bron- on 238th, yeah, the Home VX Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, when Uber can't figure out where I'm at, they're like, just walk outside, go down the block. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have really good steak. They, they do. do. There are so many, I think. And of course, Jake's. You know, Jake's is Jake's a staple, is too. Jake's a staple. I mean, then we have UV. What's your favorite? Over at Liebman. Oh, yeah, 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 for like- Oh, yeah. Is definitely a big one. Um, um, one of my 
oldest friends, um, Sokol at Delage, Studio Delage, and Rodrigo, they are amazing. I go there for everything for all the kids um, and myself. Um, let's see. Then there's Mama Wanna Prime. Yeah. Iggy. You guys like to eat. Oh, And you're God, so, yes. like, in shape. It's, it's like, not fair. Yes. Round is a shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Rosalind down at Ace. Oh, yeah. Ace Hardware, she's very nice. Yeah. Yes, she's on Broadway. Incredible. I know I'm forgetting nice. people. I'm sorry if I forgot you. No, oh, no. And then there's John at Brown's Jewelers. I'm, I'm just thinking about. Food. That's on Riverdale Avenue across yes, from Skyview. Well, I do want to introduce you to a new business uh, today because this episode is sponsored by Vic City Chauffeurs. Vic City Chauffeurs is a Riverdale-based luxury transportation service. Uh, Choose Vic City Chauffeurs for your next airport shuttle service, wedding, large event, and so much more. You can find him at VicCityLimo.com. So he is very supportive of veterans, and he wanted to sponsor this episode for you guys, and his donation will go to buying a backpack for a Bronx kid uh, for back to school. So wow, thank you to Vic awesome. City. Thank you. Yes. So I just wanted to shout him out. Now, as I mentioned before, my dad is a disabled veteran. I have lived firsthand the struggles of, you know, you go and you serve your country and then you come back and sometimes it's hard to assimilate back into the routine of things. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. And I spent my whole childhood, basically my whole life, seeing him suffer with PTSD, um, mental illness, addiction. It's something that we need to speak more about. Mental health is very, very important. What advice would you give um, to a vet that's struggling right now? Oh, God. What would I... Like this very moment? This very moment. If someone is just at their lowest point, how would you talk them? So I deal very well with... uh, the change in mentality attack that I go with is for me it's trying to not talk I wouldn't say to not talk about the problem we're going to talk about the problem but it's more about humanizing the issues that are going on with that vet or soldier at that time just because you're you're in service doesn't mean that you don't have a variant of the PTSD. It doesn't mean that you're not struggling at all. It's just what happens with vets. Once they break service and they leave, there isn't a proper offboarding. I know that the military has their version of what they want it to be, but the truth is that for whatever your enlistment was, whatever your commissioning time was in the military, you're given a set of doctrine, you're given a set of rules to abide by, you're given a lifestyle, not I. So what happens is when you start to leave, you're just basically given an exit door and walked out. What Tree Army likes to do with anybody coming in, even if they're not gonna stay a long time, and by a long time, I mean just a day. We've had people come in that just aren't ready for for tree work, and then we've had some that have been years with us now the idea is to get them give them without uh without you know sugarcoating it you got to hold their hand 
you got to bring them to the people that you know will be effective because that's what they need. And I'm not saying they need to be held there, have their hand held like a child. It's you were taught so long to deal with everything by the rules, by the numbers that once you get out, it's, it steals the oxygen from your lungs and your ability to, to work for yourself because you're not reporting to anybody. You no longer have a mentor. You no longer have somebody telling you that you did a good job or didn't do a good job. So self-validation is very hard for veterans. And when you have the opportunity to, like I do in Tree Army, to grab them by the hand and say, hey, have you taken your your opportunity to go to a CNP exam? Have you taken the opportunity to talk about the benefits of education or any of the multitude of other things? I like to have like an onboard interview with them to see what they're going through and see what is out there that they can utilize for a better transition from military to civilian life. And that handholding, that senior leadership that, that you're not getting from the VA is that the VA believes that they'll take care of you once you get there, but you walk into a big building and you're not greeted by anything other than the VA police, where the police uh, treat you more like the criminal than you do uh, the customer. So that's difficult. So that's always what I try and breach with my guys. If you were met by the cops the moment that you walk into an institution, it, it's, it's standoffish. But once you get past that, then where do you go in the building? What is the first step? There's no onboarding. So that's what I do, is I, I onboard the guys at the VA, education, things like that. It really depends. What would I do with somebody in, in that mode? I'd have to talk to them and see what their needs are. But more likely, their need behind the need. So what really are they struggling with? You can focus in on a lot of the yelling and the screaming, but what's causing them to yell? What's causing them to scream? Right. That's what I have to get down to. And I feel like that for, for me, you know, you provide an amazing service with Tree Army and it's, you know, the best of the best with tree removal and all needs um, with landscaping and all these things. But more so than anything, you guys give veterans a second chance at life. You do. And that is the most important thing that I really admire. I could start crying right now because I wish Tree Army was around for my dad back in the early 2000s because you say, you know what, guys? You did You did this. You made the ultimate sacrifice for your country and you still have a family here and you really give them a second chance. So thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, so let me not cry here. Um, but it's ve- this is a, it's very, very important. Joelle, do you want to add something to this? I do. I think the truth of the matter is is that Tree Army was the second chance for both of us, too. Um, and the things that we have incorporated into Tree Army and the foundation that Nick has built and the structure that Nick has built is based upon what Nick didn't get. It was based upon what we saw was lacking in our transition. And we're trying to right a wrong that we've seen in our soldiers and we've seen in our own military careers. And um, to continue, Nick is probably one of the most soldier-centric NCOs I've ever met in my entire military career. 
and the way that he's been able to continue that after after his uniform days after that and can carry that on for his men is incredible so I admire that so much and the fact that we can continue to give back and help bridge the gap between veteran and civilian and try to bridge that divide and help people reintegrate is incredible but I think the biggest thing that as a community we can do for vets who are struggling is to just listen and understand and try to break that stigma because that's the hardest thing is that it's shameful when you're struggling and you're dealing with PTSD and you're dealing with mental health issues it is absolutely shameful and you're isolated and you're afraid and you're alone and many times you don't even understand it yourself Um, and you're isolating your family you're isolating your friends you're burning bridges and when you have someone reach through that darkness even though you're raging and you're you're fighting them and you're doing all these things to push them away and they're reaching for you and they help lift you out of that that's the greatest gift that you could give. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for that. That's a very important part of this, and thank you so much for your words. Um, now, in Riverdale, we have Veterans Park that you guys, because you're not busy enough with your company, you um, you beautify and you build Veterans Park. Is that correct? I Tell me the story about this. So, Joel's rabbi came to us one day and offered us the opportunity to light the menorah and we took it, and when Joelle uh, was walking her service dog across the street, she came across an old flagpole. And one of the things about that is I personally never saw it or knew about it. And when she came back and told me about it, she was like, hey, there's a flagpole over there. So that was about three years ago. And when we went over to take a look at it, I was like, wow. This is really nice. Somebody should do something. And the moment I said somebody should do something, I was like, guess what? You volunteer. I'm somebody. I'm somebody. And there's someone here, too. Happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, so we spent um, an obnoxious amount of time clearing and getting that area prepped and ready for what we're building now. Um, it's just been a fiasco trying to get DOT, parks, anybody involved. Uh, and that was a major issue. So we just kind of took it over one day and uh, have been running with it ever yeah. since. We've currently got a uh, Go, GoFundMe going to help support. Um, where, where can we find that? Is there like a certain link? or? Um, Dave Patternack has got it uh, going on the Riverdale Facebook group. Last time I checked, we're about $800. It's going to benches. Oh, Steve Patternack. Steve, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And there's a baseball game coming up on the 22nd, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For fundraising. Yes. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> Dan's his brother. Dan. A, you know, keep it in the family. <laughs> um, well, may, maybe Dan's you know, GoFundMe page is doing better than Steve's. And that's well, what, let's see. I think this should start a competition. That's what I Dan think. versus Steve. Let's that's get on right. this. For the family name. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's next for Tree Army? What's your project coming up? Um, a lot of our projects uh, we don't plan because what happens is 
we deal a lot with the um, in the moment issues and problems. So planning a problem or planning. So we'll always have like back burner projects. And we're not saying that the flagpole is a back burner project. But what happens is if we plan with the, the flagpole, which we're doing now, it gives us the ability to deal with it in our more off season. So a lot of times when we deal with um, any of the issues that you see us running at right now, it's because that's how it came to us. It was on fire and we were trying to help right now with it. So I know we got a couple church projects that we're working with and Stephanie just asked me this morning about pruning a apple tree in one of their yards. So, um, this is Stephanie Coggins? Yeah. So. Stephanie Coggins, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can ask her. Spite and Dival, shout out, <laughs> represent. Uh, yes. So it looks like I'll, I'll be taking a trip over there to, to look at an apple tree. And Spite and Dival is not in part of Riverdale. It's its own separate entity, which it I learned is. this year. It is. And we could start a whole other podcast on that. Yes, yes. South versus North. North versus yeah. South. Yes, exactly. <laughs> versus Spite and Dival yeah. versus Kingsbridge. I think, I think building on, on the momentum that we, we've already created for the community with like our the veterans day event at the flagpole and raising the flag and then nick put on an incredible memorial day yeah in um, case you didn't get to see the memorial day um, um that was really that was really candlelit nice. yeah. vigil was incredible um i think it, more more veteran-centric events we'd like to do i think we'd like to kind of get the community involved more so we have a couple of things up our sleeve. We're trying to partner with a couple of people. She's staring at me like I am. I am. staring like directly into my soul. <laughs> I, I so feel we'll like see. We'll anything see. veterans we are for. We support 100% here at KRVC and for Bronx. So we are partners with you for this, whatever Love you guys it. need. Um, so where can we find out about Tree Army if we want to have services done or we want to contribute to Veterans Park? How do we find you guys? And don't say knock on the fence by stop and shop. Like, we need websites and, You'd and be things. You'd amazed at how many people stop by. <laughs> and really they're do. like, I need a tree cut down. And I'm like, uh. Well, you can do that. Yeah. But for the greater population, we're going to. You know, like, right now, nobody ever brings a tree to our yard. You oh, know? my gosh. And it's like, hey, can you take care of this? No. No, we have to come to the tree. Yeah. It's kind of exhausting. Um, I'm just kidding. You can check us out online at www.thetreearmyco.com or you can give us a call or shoot us a text at 646-887-2899, which if you've got one of those phones with buttons, spells out buzz, which is like... Buzzing gallantry, buzz. We're, we're super cool like That's that. That's so cool. <laughs> I thought I was clever. That's very so clever. clever. We're on Instagram and on Facebook at the Tree Army CO. That is amazing. So we want to just thank you again, Joelle and Nick Lynch, for joining us. Uh, Tree Army, please support them. Find out more about them. Thank you again to Vic City Chauffeurs for sponsoring this program. And special thank you to KRVC, a community space for the community located here at 505 West 236. Until next time, friends. We'll see you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laura4bronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.